Well, here we are tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, the let's, let's just screw down the hatch <laughs> yeah. before we dive. Yeah, sorry. We're in the submarine. We yeah, gotta, we just got to We're in. about to dive. If you lived through the first episode, thank you. Uh, now you're on to episode two. Things are just dramatically improved. Mm-hmm. I might be a little more prepared than last time, uh, but... Yeah, I'm not really all that much more prepared, but Kyle maybe is. Yeah, <laughs> I am. And tonight we have... Our guest, well, not our guest, no. our other host with us, Zach. Ooh, thank you for that mild introduction, Kyle. It was pretty weak, I know, I'm sorry. Expected better, but that's all right. He's the backbone, right? Was that the... Zach the backbone. There we yeah. go. You know. <laughs> Zach the backbone, missed the first week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's always a work in progress. Yeah, it is. Ah. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Okay, well, gentlemen, last time we left off talking about brown noise. Oh, you got brown noise now? Well, oh, no. I should have brown noise now. Um, Jamie, you want to just recap what brown noise is? Uh, so brown, so like white noise. We were talking about sonar, and I said it wouldn't be surprising if people actually use sonar sonar to go to sleep because some people use like white noise, which kind of sounds like not that much, like static almost. And then other people use like brown noise, which to me sounds terrible. And I don't understand how someone would sleep there, sleep sleep using it. So that's not brown noise. (laughs) Not at all. Here's brown noise. And it would just be going continually in your ear. Guys, I'm falling, to sleep. I'm falling asleep over here. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We got a brown noise user over there. <laughs> okay, yeah, every time you say brown noise, I, I, I hear brown nose. That's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. And you also said that this is the sound that makes you want to shit yourself, right? No, that was – I thought that was – that the brown – No, that, I thought there was something that the, the CIA or something had tried to develop where – it was a noise that they would play, and it would cause people to shit themselves. I believe that's a real thing. The CIA was working on that. <laughs> yeah, that's like a weapon. Obviously, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to make more. you make other sh- soldiers shit their pants, and then they can't. Because <laughs> you, you just be taken to. off guard. Yeah. Be like lined up. Yeah. Okay, I got this guy in my sights. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, don't, and you'd be demoralized. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, or you. <laughs> you could really use that as a weapon on a town. And you know when the tornado sirens go off every beginning of the month? Everyone just brown shits. <laughs> you oh, cripple God. a whole city. Oh, man. Zach, sounds like you got some drinks over there. I do. I'm actually drinking a, uh, you might not, you never, uh, might not have heard of it, but it's called Yingling. And oh, it's seven ninety nine. dollars So, mm. Yingling. It's yeah. way cheaper than the beer I'm drinking. Yeah. All right. So, um,. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to get into this this week's movie? Do we want to dive deeper We're going to dive, right now? Dive deeper into what we watched this week. Yeah. yeah, we're about to dive deeper into Crimson Tide. Oh yeah, 
So last last week we had watched Phantom, which is like the homeless man's version of Crimson Tide. Uh, it's yes. somewhat the same storyline, except like a thousand times worse. And well, Phantom, because Crimson Tide, if people don't know, it came before Phantom did. Yeah, this was from '95. Phantom was 2013. Yeah, you know, almost 20 <laughs> years after the fact, and they couldn't make it remotely even as close to close. good as this yeah, was. It's not even close. It made me even think that when we gave it six inch subs, Phantom. You regretted it. Good. I regretted it because I, I think what I, well, the mistake I made is I was judging it against other bad movies and it's a pretty good, good bad, movie. bad movie. But when you compare it to something like Crimson Tide, it's like laughable. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> I even I was saying that too. I'm like, can I recant? Yeah. Uh, and I was like more like maybe like a four or a five inch sub. Yeah. I got to lower it. Now that we have Crimson Tide in our lives. I know, because you talked about are we ever going to get something that goes into the footlong category? And I was like, Crimson Tide is pretty freaking that awesome. That got, yeah, got pretty close. <laughs> it's one of those good. movies that I could imagine just like flipping on. Crimson Tide time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Crimson Tide. Yes. It's, I mean, we'll get to it in the ratings and all that. But this, is when Zach I've come, got, this is when Zach comes on and says, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I hated this. <laughs> this is when I come on and I say I didn't watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> Even though I oh. meant to. But uh, you know things got hectic, and I missed it. So, is this re- this is real? You did not watch. I, I did not watch it. I did not. Um, well, I'm glad. You, so you're basically like one of the listeners now, learning from yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, I'm gonna play the point of the audience. So can I also recant? I, I wanted to recant my score for Phantom. Can I also recant the professionalism of this podcast <laughs> that I mentioned previously? That we are now a professional unit. Oh, because we got this makeshift studio. Yeah. 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 It's We're not. Awesome. We're still. <laughs> Not professional. <laughs> we're still we're still down there. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think we should probably start with the recap of the, the movie. beginning, yeah. the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, starts out with a birthday party. Yeah. For Denzel's daughter, and there's a magician whoa, 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 whoa. there. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, Kyle. Let me interject here. I did watch the first minute of it, and it started with a quote. Oh, it did. And that oh, quote yeah, yeah, is that most, phenomenal. Yeah, that's a great, great quote. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have it? I have it written down here. I, I do not. I remember it, though. All right. The three most powerful men in the world, the President of the United States, the President of the Russian Republic, and the Captain of a U.S. <laughs> nuclear submarine. <laughs> Tell me that's not powerful. <laughs> now it's a little bit different. It'd be like... And then, yeah, then it started a kid's birthday party. No, I'm just saying, like, the third person would be now, like, oh, maybe the North Korea leader, because he also got, he can also launch nukes, maybe. I don't know. I I mean, but the U.S., you got two out of three right here. It's pretty good. Right, but, okay. Well, anyways, I'm jumping to the very, very end when they totally take back this Mm. quote. Yeah. uh, Oh, they do? Not anymore, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that at the very end. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, we start off the party. Yeah, so let's spend the next hour on the birthday party, breaking it down. In detail. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, right. There is a magician there. I don't know if he is an Alliance-approved magician. I would say no. I mean, he was basically, he pulled Denzel's daughter out of the crowd. Uh, that yeah. was not fair. Tra- I mean, it was her birthday, and clearly he was doing that for She her. was planted there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not good. Yeah. Job no. would be disgusted by this. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his friend who's there, um, uh, what was his name? Start with a W. Well, no. Welp or something. Oh, I even wrote down yes. all the names. To but be it's able to it's do this. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen sitting there. It, but Viggo's the clown. No, <laughs> no, no. Viggo's his be. friend. He looks very 
Ed odd in this movie. You mean like uh, a young version of Ed Harris, which I wrote down originally in my notes. Like, yeah. Ed Harris, also in this one. And yes. I was like, wait, Ed Harris would be like a really good-looking 50-year-old man in this movie. <laughs> well, because he was at that time. Right. Uh, but right. it's, you know, I'm used to Viggo Mortensen with the longer hair, you know, um, what the heck was Strider. And um, in this, he's got a buzz cut. He's a military guy. It looks kind of odd on him. I'll say that. He looked like Ed Harris. He did. Maybe that's why he grew his hair out. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, look at me. Jesus, I look too much like Ed Harris. Just like E.H. But they're at, the, they're at this birthday party, and the battery's running out of Denzel's video camera because he wants to take a video of his yep. daughter with the magician. And he runs to the kitchen to... Get more batteries, and they have a TV on in the kitchen because that that was a big thing. You guys remember that in like the TVs? late nineties? I remember those TVs in the kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> TVs in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what a TV it's, is. It's really caught on. It's really weird. Um, I thought they'd go away, and it'd just be podcasts. <laughs> spoiler, future, yeah. spoiler. It's not. Yeah. Uh, but then there's you know a news article on that a news article sorry a news report news report that's right yeah <laughs> he's just, he's not deaf and just reading right uh, but there's yeah there's this news on about how um, a Russian Ramchenko this Russian uh, rebel leader has taken control of a uh, navy yard a Russian navy yard in uh, Vladivostok they're like. Oh shit! Like we're this is def this is not good. And right then, Viggo Mortensen, Mortensen's uh, his pager goes off. So they're called into to the uh, the Navy Yard because they're both in the Navy and work on submarines. So off Denzel Washington goes to uh, his name is being Hunter. He's uh, Hunter. That's he, right. Yeah, he's XO Hunter, um, and he gets interviewed by one of the other leading men in the in the movie, Ramsey, Captain Ramsey. He was played by Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. And he uh, is the captain of the USS Alabama. And basically right. it's all they, – they make it. It's the interview is a formality. It really is. He's going to be on the, on the ship. Yeah. Because so, he says, you know, his last XO got appendicitis. He's like, so you're liar. at the top of my list. He's lying. It was a short list. He, no, no. He I'm says. saying the appendicitis. No, that's what he said. Yeah. The appendicitis was lying. It had to be. We find out later. But yeah. really, he just wanted to get rid of him. And he's gone through – he's like chewed through all of his XOs. So he needed yeah. a new one. And so – I'll tell you what. Um, Gene Hackman, every time he's on the screen in this movie, he has some amazing quotes. Yeah. Like this one. In the interview, horses, they're fascinating animals, dumb as a fence post, but very intuitive. In that way, they're not too different from high school girls. They might not have a brain in their head, but they do know all the boys want to fuck. It's like, what is this? Yeah, I wonder if that's a Quentin Tarantino line. Cause it's got to be. Tarantino did a whole re- did a rewrite on this, uh, added in quotes here and there. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was something where he. Oh, uh, you he can added in. you can tell. Well, you can tell the you can tell certain ones for sure. There's oh, comic there's book one I got references, l- laid there's in there Star too. Trek references, mm-hmm. and what was oh, and then there's references to some submarine movies, which is kind of interesting. Other yeah, submarines, I'm out. <clears throat> and that's all. Uh, that's all Quentin Tarantino. Yes. So that one might be it. I remember hearing that and being like, "Whoa, that would not. That would probably not be in the movie <laughs> if that yeah. was released now." I know because it's also. Yeah, it's really weird, it's like age inappropriate yeah. type quote. I think now, at, at the very least, now Denzel would laugh, but then, like you 
be able to tell that he didn't like it. That he yeah, was uncomfortable. he'd be hurting inside. Yeah. Instead, they all just laughed and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you got us, Gene. Yeah. They're not um, on first name basis, by the way. Yeah. So, Nobody is. So they laugh and laugh and then he's hired and now he's he's going to be the exo. So he's going to be essentially second in command, right? Yes. He's the he's the other guy who has to say yes when they launch if they were going to launch a nuclear missile. Mm-hmm. And that's the entire point of their submarine going out is they're going on patrol out in the Pacific near Korea and they are monitoring whether Remchenko is going to fuel the, the nukes. And if he starts fueling their nukes, they'll um, bomb them to hell, I guess. Right. To prevent them from launching at the U.S. Because they don't know because he's just some – he's a rebel guy. He's an ultra-nationalist. He said yep. if, if a single one of his people gets killed, he will kill – you know, 900,000 people in response, kind of. Right. You did say that. Yeah. And so you get a big sense of pride. I mean, when they're, I guess, getting ready to go on the ship. They roll even, tide. they, yeah, they say they scream roll tide because they're on the USS Alabama. The Gene Hackman, Ramsey, Captain Ramsey, sorry, he uh, didn't mean to disrespect. He even takes a uh, crack at the Air Force. Uh, <laughs> and everyone laughs. I love the, I love the extras in this, the extra like sailors and stuff when they have oh, to yeah. laugh. It's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's just so scripted. Yeah. That's funny because didn't, well, the director, didn't he, he directed uh, Top Gun, right? Yes, he did. Ah, he did. Look at oh. this guy. He's making fun of his own uh, movie then. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Did he ever make an army movie? I don't know what Tony Scott made otherwise. Uh, hold on. I you got have, a bunch of stuff that, that he's nuts? got listed here. Uh, all right. So some of the Tony Scott movies that you, I mean, we can, hold on. We'll talk about Tony Scott here for a little bit. Um, he's the younger brother of Ridley Scott, who, I mean, a lot of us know. No, Kyle, we don't. Oh, okay. Well, he's another director. <laughs> um, some of the other movies that he's made, like you mentioned, he made Top Gun, made Beverly Hills Cop 2, oh. not the first one, uh, Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise. Yep. The Last Boy Scout, Enemy of the State. That's good. Man on Fire, which I love that movie. That's like a cult classic because I it's, don't think it got very good reviews when it came out. It didn't, but it's just, oh, it's so cool because, you know, Dakota Fanning, the little girl, gets kidnapped and Denzel just like goes all out to get her back. He really loved Denzel. Now he I'm did. Looking at this list. Well, I'll tell you about that in a second. And he also did Deja Vu with Denzel, Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. I saw and that. Un- Unstoppable. Um, he's, Denzel was the guy that he used the most. In his movies, he was in five Tony Scott films. Um, I think the, there might have been other people who were in it four, but... Um, but Kyle, what happened to Tony Scott? <laughs> well, that sounds like you know what happened. Uh, it was even mentioned on the last podcast. It was. Yeah, because he, he got a special thanks in, in Phantom, so I had talked a little bit about, you know, rest in peace, yeah. Tony Scott. He ended up jumping off the Vincent Thomas Bridge in San Pedro, California. Sad. And the thing that's really weird about it is there was a note that was found. The contents of the note were not disclosed. The coroner said that they did find antidepressants and insomnia medication in his system at the time of his death. But then also there was some kind of other report that said he did not have cancer. But then in an interview a few years after the fact, Ridley Scott said he's been battling cancer for a really long time. So it's kind of odd. You don't really know. What was going on? And there were also conflicting reports about what happened on the bridge. That's, this, is a, this is a huge bummer. 
It is. Yeah. I'm yeah. not happy right now, guys. No. This podcast is supposed to be fun about Crimson Tide and submarines. And now it's about this. Um, about actually, just local, in, in, the, yeah. in the last podcast, too, there was a, another guy who killed himself. Well, that was a character. Well, that was a character. It wasn't an actual thing. But It's know. like saying that like seven people die in this movie, and that's also equally sad. But it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, because they're just actors. Steve Zahn. Well, not, Steve Zahn. not because they're actors. Right. But. Steve Zahn didn't actually die. He just got. He just died in this movie. I originally, when I was um, creating like the stars who were in this movie, I have Steve Zahn on here. You'll mm-hmm. see, because <laughs> I didn't realize how minor of a role he was. Oh, gonna, sure, sure. He's on screen for, I mean, less than a minute. It's total. like uh, it's a little bit like Ryan Phillippe. This is his debut movie for Ryan Phillippe, and you don't, you can't even. He's like in the background of some scenes. I think I don't think you can even yeah. see him. But obviously now his name would float up a little higher. Yes, and people would mention it and stuff. But well, because he's saving Silverman. I got right, a, exactly. I got I got a good Steve Zahn fact for later. So do you? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we can't wait. You're actually Steve Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things aren't going so well. Yeah. Please, I have a GoFundMe page. <laughs> no. Please help. All right, so they're just getting onto the submarine. Thank God, we spent way too much time off that sub. Agreed. I even checked. It was like fifteen minutes before we even got on yeah. the sub. While we're while we're getting on the sub, we get introduced to some other characters. You kind of get introduced to James Gandolfini's character, who seems to be a little bit crass, a little bit in your face, and you well, know, he's him not and great. him um, and Mortensen were talking about the sub movies, right? And he's the one, he kind of screams at that guy. He screams at the guy, makes him do push-ups and stuff. On the bus. And yeah, yeah. So you get, you're, right away, you're kind of like, okay, Gandolfini is kind of like the loud Kyle-type character, maybe, we'd Thanks. say. Thanks. Right. a lot. And then um, Viggo Mortensen is kind of the even keel, clean-cut guy. Um, who else do you have on there? You have the oh, you have, communications um, guys, Zimmer and- Zimmer, who and, is- and, um, I'm sure you got IMDb facts for later, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He- He's in like a what is he? Is he meatballs or something? Meatballs? What are you talking about? Anyway, Swedish chef? No. Anyways, uh, so but you're introduced to the characters. You kind of get a sense that Hackman is this hard ass, and because he is, yeah, and he like is gonna make his life miserable. All the exos have quit or been relieved of their duties and stuff like that. So like, you know, we know Denzel's uh, in for some fun, and so then we're now we get we get onto the sub, and they start their their days out at sea mm-hmm. um and the, this actually starts with it's kind of a i mean it's a good moment because they're sailing out and there's a sunset and ramsey says well he looks at um denzel you know and they're looking at this beautiful set and he's like this is the best and he hands him a cigar and denzel's trying to smoke it he's like this is your first one isn't it he said yep <laughs> you know and coughs through it and he says Good, don't get addicted to these or something. They're more expensive than drugs. Yeah. And he also says, like, uh, you know when to shut up. Like, that's I like you. Like, you know when yes. to shut up. Which, throughout the beginning of this film, you get the sense that Gene Hackman hired Denzel because he thought he would be a pushover. He uh, did, because he was... He wasn't battle tested. He was never really. He was. He went to Harvard. He's this academic guy. Everything yeah. has been theory. It hasn't been action. So he assumes, like, this guy is going to be wilt under my, my power Yes. And we'll just do whatever I say. And so you have all these moments like that one where he's sitting all quiet and at the sunset and he goes, I like this. You're like, 
you know, basically shutting your mouth. Mm-hmm. Little do we know that almost like right after that, we have like a dinner scene. It's very tense. Very tense. And he basically, he challenges Denzel, him and Gandolfini, really. Like they're kind of talking about the idea of nuclear war. And Gandolfini's like, what are you, a communist, not wanting to launch nukes, preemptive strike, kind of all this stuff. Oh, but they were talking about the nukes dropped on Japan. Right, yeah, yeah. And Denzel kind of goes right right at Hackman with kind of the newer age theories. I don't even know if that's true. Some the- some different theories of war. I wish I took a nuclear war theory class right, in yeah, college. Yeah. That would have been amazing. But he kind of he kind of says like, uh, like, oh, well, what 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 do you mean? Like, you're kind of going after your greatest. You go after your greatest enemy. What's what's so hard about that? And Denzel's like, yeah, but that's the thing with the nuclear age. Our greatest enemy is no longer our enemy. It's war itself. So oh, like, it yes. kind of becomes this, He has a phenomenal quote there. Yeah, so he has like a different idea of, of what it means to to go to war in the nuclear age. It's different than what maybe Gene Hackman had uh, had been trained under. His exact quote from there was, The purpose of war is to serve a political end, but the true nature of war is to serve war itself. Right. So that's... That was how he how he kind of said the quote about war um, by some by some philosopher, right? And, yeah, and he also said in the nuclear world, the true enemy cannot be destroyed. Right. My humble opinion: in the nuclear world, the true enemy is war itself. Right. It's pretty powerful stuff. It is, and I mean, I mean, there's as, a lot of really good quotes yeah, in this movie. It's, it's almost as deep as when they drop those oranges in Phantom, <laughs> dude. The literal That's, metaphor. Right. Yeah. Because these are just, you this know, one's like, broken. right. This one's more about like dropping bombs, like whatever. But like dropping oranges, that would suck. You have to pick up all those oranges. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. You, that'd be cool <laughs> to drop oranges and bombs and then have to pick them up. Yeah. Right. Zach, this sounds like some Fred Curry type stuff, doesn't it? Fred Curry, dude. FFC, it does. Philosophy class. All right, cool. That really had nothing nothing to do with anything. (laughs) I don't know. He just listed off some stuff. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We we took a philosophy class. Guy was blind as a bat. (laughs) He was. Fred Curry, he he was a great teacher. I really liked him. Um, Rest in peace. He is not dead. There's no way. He was only like 30 when he taught us. All right. So you're on the sub. We have the tense dinner scene. And then a... um, yeah, so they they get like, a fire I, breaks out. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think in the end, like the entire the idea of the dinner scene is to kind of say like, you know, he's not he's definitely not a pushover, and I think Hackman is nervous at this point, and this is where the tensions again ratcheted up mm-hmm. by this fire that breaks out. So a big fire breaks out in the kitchen, and you know, Denzel runs rushes down there, going through the drill of putting out this fire. You know, one of the guys down there is is really injured during trying to fight the fire. They get it under control, but right when they get it under control, Ramsey's like, Archie Hackman is like, uh, time to run a different drill. Basically, the the launch code drill. Yeah. Um, this really intense drill, and Denzel is like, what the hell is he doing? It's it's basically can, this fire can spark up again any time. This is insane. So he goes through this drill. They start doing this drill. Denzel runs runs up there. He's angry, but he like does his job, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's the best. Denzel's the best. Yeah. And um, But like right when they're about to finish this whole drill, they get word that that guy who had been injured in the fire is dying. That yeah, he's, he's having a heart attack yeah, and they're using the defibrillator on yeah, him. Yeah, so they stop the drill. They run down there and the guy has died. Denzel is basically like, 
fuck you, Ramsey, like, yeah. screw you. And so then they go to his cabin where he's got this, like, little stupid dog that he that he hangs out the with. Jack Russell, which yeah. he also said earlier in the movie, these are the smartest dogs on the planet. Yeah, so, so Ramsey has, Debatable. This, has this little dog that he carries around, which is basically just another way they're supposed to be like, this guy's kind of a dick. Like he has the yeah. dogs like peeing everywhere, just kind of like yeah. They even they even zoomed in on that. Yeah, the dog peed on something down yeah. below and then stepped in it. But they showed that it was really weird. This actually time, because he has the dog on the boat the whole movie. It's it's pretty great. I got a good joke for you guys. Okay, is it happening now? Right now. Okay, great. Zach, you listening? Oh, I'm listening. What do you call a dog on a submarine? What? Uh, no, wait, hold on. I'm trying to think of it. No, I don't know it. What is it? A subwoofer. Wow. That's actually pretty good. I like that. Did you make that up? No, I didn't. I oh, found it. Oh, man. Now it's dumb. I, I like know. it. Damn it. You tricked me. Yeah, it's pretty good. I thought you had made it up. Then I actually think that was funny, but it's not funny because you didn't make it up. Oh, come on. It's still good. Because who? Is what, good. what kind of joke is that? And I was like, this applies perfectly to this the movie really today. Good, yeah. Uh, so they go to his go to his little you know bunker or bunk, and Ramsey's basically like, you can't do that anymore. You can't yell at me in front of everyone. We can hash it out here in private, like right. whatever. Then he's like, get out of here. I need 30 minutes of privacy, you know. And and then, he's, and then he also says, when Denzel's leaving, yeah. he says, by the way, I didn't kill him. His 300 pounds yeah. did. So basically like insults this guy who just died, like right <laughs> yeah. in front of Denzel. And then he's Classy. like, get out of here. I need 30 minutes to jack off. And then he pulls out his dick. It well, was crazy. <laughs> You with the dicks. No, you didn't have that version of it? No. Oh, you had the unrated extended. Yeah. That was like a 15-minute scene, right? And I'm talking extended. Wow. Yeah. That's some hardcore stuff. Yeah. That that sounds intense, guys. Did this really happen? Yeah. He he pulled out his dick. It was crazy. NC-17. Gene Hackman's dick. Yeah. Zach, look up. I think it was, um, (laughs) I think he was looking at the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition from like 92 or something. That's what was going on in that scene. Oh, yeah, you're talking about what Hackman was looking at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he was just oh. looking in the mirror at himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was looking at himself, jerking <laughs> in off? In the mirror. Yeah, so first, so Denzel's sitting there. He goes, by the way, that guy's 300 pounds killed him. Then he disrobes entirely. Yeah. He stands in front of a mirror and goes, get out of here. And and they <laughs> they show it the whole time. Yeah. That's why this movie road. got an R rating, because yeah. it's full frontal male nudity. Yeah. It's really hardcore. Gene Hackman. Ugh. It's crazy. He's proud Anyways, of his body. He's almost 90. Yeah, so then... Not then, but now. Shocked by what he's seen, Denzel goes and <laughs> starts working out. He's like, I got to work out whatever... He did. There was like a workout montage, and he was getting really pissed. He was punching that punching bag. Punching his punching bag. Now, I got a little note about this one. Did you know Denzel Washington added that himself? He was really into boxing at that time and was like, Tony Scott, let's do like a boxing thing here. And really? that's what we'll do. So he he was the one who did that. So they, they shot it and... That's so odd. I was I, I guess I didn't even question it. I didn't even understand that. I guess you would need to work out or something on yeah, a submarine, the Navy, right? But to stay in shape, except for yeah. Gandolfini. Well, yeah, or the Cobb, the other right. guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 the guy. You mean the guy on the bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because you know he was like running earlier in the sub, and I didn't yeah. even think. I mean, you have very limited space on a submarine. Come on, Are man. It's like, a, it's like space, Kyle. It, <laughs> it is. Weird. Did you listen to the first podcast? 
No. <laughs> we talked about that. How, yeah, we talked about Geo, space. Geostorm was basically like a submarine movie, except oh, not yeah. sub or marine. <laughs> but in space. Ge- but in space. Geostorm looked like a hell of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can have a whole Geostorm. Yeah. Maybe we should make a cut of Geostorm with a submarine so we could do it for this <laughs> podcast. Or we could just, you talked about season two being skateboard movies. It'd be the, uh, we what's, could just what's do the season name of the two production? is just all Geostorm. Right. Break it every 10 minutes. You just analyze What's the, the production scene. company again? Mackie Second Floor Studios. I should really learn this. Mackie yeah. Second Floor Studios. Mac East. Mac East Second, Second Floor, Floor Studios. Studios. So that'll be uh, that'll be our first release. Will be the extended version of Geostorm, which just has a scene. <laughs> oh, yes. With uh, with a submarine in it. Yes. Probably taken from like the Agent Red that Dolph Lundgren film, and just throw it in there. They won't mind. Done. I don't think they won't. No. Nobody. Nobody will know. I don't think anyone's alive who made that. We got all sorts of old sub movies. They even mention in in Crimson Tide. A movie that's on the watch list, Run Silent, Run Deep. Yeah, it's an just older one, it, just, right? It's from 1958, I think. Ooh. Just a great name. We could just steal footage from that. I'm sure nobody is kicking. Run Silent, Run Deep. Gandolfini mentions it in this film. He's like, he does. who starred in Run Silent, Run Deep or something like that? Yep. Or he says a name and then, then the guy responds. Run we Silent, should get Run t-shirts Deep. with that quote on it. <laughs> we could. Yeah. I thought we were going to get the I'm a sub t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> I didn't even get that. When yeah. I was like, I don't and it'll, and it'll, have, <laughs> it'll have somebody behind it whipping a submarine. Great. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, like pretty that. good. Um, so then, so after he works out, he's really like punched out his feelings a little bit. And he goes to his friend, Viggo Mortensen, and is like, what an asshole, right? Basically, he's like, what an asshole. And Viggo Mortensen's like, no, no, no. Like, he's the captain. You got to know who he is. You got to learn who he is. Like, this is just how he is. Like, you can't get so riled up about it. Mm-hmm. So right after this, they get a new message basically saying, okay, Ramchenko officially has the capability of launching. He, they've got, he's gotten the codes. He doesn't just have the Navy Yard now. He's gotten the codes. They're going to DEFCON 3, yes. which essentially means like DEFCON 2 would be he's fueling. DEFCON 1 is when he's launching basically. So like DEFCON 3 is like the step before they would launch that first strike. Right. So everyone is tense, really tense. And I think what you're supposed to get out of this is like, yes, Gene Hackman is battle tested, but he's not nuclear age battle tested. Right. He's of the old mindset because when you launch a nuclear bomb, that's huge. What what happens, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you (laughs) as an expert. Just kidding. Uh, but I mean, when you launch a nuclear bomb, you are—I mean—that is a huge declaration of war. You are is killing you think tons so? of civilians, <laughs> along with you know military personnel, and you—you you can't come back from that. No, and that's the thing. Like, I guess that is how you win, though. Right, and so, like, but that's the thing. Like, and, and I think you get the split within the crew already, kind of talking about the launch, where some of them are like, "But think of your family a little bit." Like, I keep on saying, "Like, what about your family? Like, if you let this person, if you don't go after this person, hit them first, your family might be killed." And the response by like Denzel and the people within her is like, "I am like that. That's the thing. Like, nuclear war is the end. It doesn't matter if we strike first or not. Like, yes. it's nuclear war. So I am thinking my family and." First and foremost, you should try to prevent a nuclear war. So, like, that's it's like the two mindsets. Like, how do you saving your family means hitting first, or saving your family means hitting not at all? Kind of trying to trying to do right. best to prevent everything. I so, mean, obviously, if you get hit, that's yeah, it. That's that. it. So, I mean, you're either taking somebody else's family, or you're. I mean, literally, and, and you just you, have these nukes as a preventative right. measure. And I think the point the point is is like even if you took, even if you took that other person's family, you still 
caused terrible devastation. Like, and it, the world is totally different for your family. So, like, mm-hmm. you want to you want to prevent that at all costs. So it's kind of like when the tension ratchets up, everyone is tense in their like different ways. But people start going crazy on the sub. There's fights breaking out over Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, which is great. I mean, this is really where Tarantino tapped into something really good here where it it was showing how Denzel kind of got close to the crew like the people that ended up trusting him the most and him trusting the most were these people where he connected them on a different level he wasn't just yelling at them or like being which is Gene Hackman style right yeah so Gene Hackman's just kind of a totalitarian type thing whatever I'm the boss and instead he's like oh what were you fighting about and the guy's like I don't want to talk about it like no we have to talk about it and he's like okay well this guy likes Silver Surfer, but not the version of the original version yeah, of Silver he likes, Surfer. He looks version two, but I think version one, one is, is the, the only best. version. Right. And and then Denzel's like, you know, keep it together. I know it's tense, like blah blah blah. And also the first version of Silver Surfer is clearly the only version of Silver Surfer. Yeah, and he's like, like, don't everyone, fight with such a stupid guy, because obviously the yeah, first version is the best. Stu- so yeah, he's dumb, like get on your way, and he smiles and everyone's happy again. And, and they do become buddy buddy in the film, and that is uh It's a huge part of it. It is. It's the same thing with the radio guy later. Tension is ratcheted up. They are getting everyone's like freaking out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like two things happen at once. First, they see this attack sub. And a cooler class. Yeah, and a cooler class Russian sub. You know, it hasn't seen them, and they have to be real quiet, but like it's it's right there. And then they start getting messages. Uh, and they're going to die. They're diving so that they can get away from the from that sub and make sure they're not seen. But they start getting messages saying DEFCON 2, a confirmed message saying he's fueling. You need to launch within, what was it, 45 60 minutes? minutes. Or 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, so 60 minutes. You have 60 minutes and you have to, you know, or you then you have to launch. And so, yes. yeah, so they start diving, and, but then... And they and the big thing here is that the message has been confirmed. Yeah, that one's confirmed. They have these confirmed codes that you need to... I don't know, there's certain codes that you don't know, but you have to go into a safe. Actually, two people have to go into a safe. Yeah. One person knows the code to get into the first safe, and then there's a safe within a safe, and they have to enter that code in, but they don't know the codes, and so then you grab out this ticket... And you have to break open it. It has this confirmation number that means this is real. Yeah. And it, and it turns out to be real. So they're understandably uh, really like, okay, this is it. This is happening. 60 minutes, they're going to be launching a nuke. Within mm-hmm. 60 minutes, they're going to be launching a nuke. But they kind of have to evade this sub. So they're still diving. They're going to have to resurface to actually launch the missile, but they're diving at that right. moment. And they start to get another... Uh, or it seems, or they don't want to get out of contact. Denzel kind of knows, like something might be coming in. Because like, this is this is a very big deal. Yeah. So like, because you're like gonna launch a nuclear missile, yeah. you don't want to take it lightly. Yeah. So rather than be like, you know what, well, we got our code, let's go. Denzel's like, no, 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 we, we're diving. We're gonna be out of radio contact. We can't be out of radio contact in case they stop what we're they stop our command. So like. He's like, we have to launch a, a little buoy with a or with a radio. Well, because they they got a broken transmission. No, no, not yet, not yet. The oh, broken okay. transmission happens is broken off because of the attack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he launches this little thing to go up and a buoy that goes up with a radio transceiver and it's on a winch. It's on a little. It's on a winch and the winch stops and creates this very loud short. They call it a short, just like electrical short, but mm-hmm. like a short, uh, a sound short that um, basically is going to be like a beacon to any submarine and the submarine right. the attack submarine turns and comes starts to come after them yes and so everything goes crazy at this point they're launching torpedoes at them 
and they're trying to like evade them. They put out countermeasures, all this stuff. One misses and hits the countermeasure and another one kind of comes close and explodes but doesn't uh, sink them or really damage them all that much. Right. turns out what happens though is it damages all the radio equipment and it's broken off their like low frequency receiver, the buoy. And so now they're like, screwed and and while this is happening while all of this is happening they get they start getting a message uh about the nuclear command that gets cut off so all they see is nuclear command or whatever and right. nothing and denzel's like we have to get this message before we launch yes and gene, gene hackman's like we don't that's the, and that's the yeah. fundamental like idea schism in the entire film is Gene Hackman's like, we have to launch. Denzel Washington's like, we can't launch. Until and now we know. they're butting heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were butting heads a lot. Right, right. But, but this is where, like, it, it comes it comes to a head in this case. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing, putting the buoy up, remember, Denzel really wanted to do that, and Gene Hackman just said, right. fine, you can put it up. And yeah. then it caused that huge thing, and they get attacked and all that. Yeah, it's this... actually the only time that Denzel looks kind of bad, because he did yes. something that kind of screwed it up and could have got them killed. But I mean, oh. in the end, it's the it's the right thing to do. But he, it, you know, it wasn't his fault. But is it though? Did you think he may have compromised that wench? No, I mean, is it the, the right winch. thing to do? Winch, winch, not wench. Wench, wench is a uh, always, also... medieval <laughs> um, waitress, right? <laughs> a winch. He did compromise the wench at the Renaissance fair he attended mm. before the. Oh yeah, the I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we that forgot about Renaissance... that scene at the, the whole at Renaissance Ren fest. Fair, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a really good jousting scene with Denzel and Gene Hackman. He uh, loves the Renaissance Fair. It's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turkey legs and flagons of mead. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So he basically he's like, we can't, we cannot launch until we know what these this command is. And Gene Hackman, kind of rightfully, I mean, he's a dick, and he's eventually not. He's not the good guy in the movie, but rightfully, he's kind of like, no. I mean. We have our We orders. have a command in hand. Just because we had one cut off doesn't mean we don't go through that command. We have a command in hand. Mm-hmm. But Denzel, because of how the nuclear launch works, you know, it needs it needs him to say yes, and he's not going to say yes. So they're basically at a impasse, and so that impasse results in Gene Hackman breaking the law, which is he tries to get rid of Denzel's XO, and the guy on the, who's the guy. On the bridge? Cobb. Yeah, so Cobb is sitting there, and he's like, really good guy. Actually, he's one of the best characters in the film in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, character-wise. Yeah, yeah. And he... Uh, mad acting or whatever. Denzel's the yeah, best. Yeah, I can't even remember. He's in, he's in a bunch of stuff. Is he? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, he's like a great a, great character actor. A Fickner type? A Fickner type. Very Ooh. much a Fickner type. A different type of person. Because Fickner's like cut and real handsome, but and Cobb's not. <laughs> but... Um, uh, he's basically like, no, you can't break down the rules. And, you know, there's a lot of parallels to today's world, a little bit. It's like you can't just fire people because you want to, just because you're the captain. Well, it's only 20 years. True. But I'm saying yeah. it's just like this moment in time. There's a lot, right. of, there's a lot of parallels. It's like, oh, just because you're the captain, you can't just like get rid of everyone you want. Maybe. Right. Just and I mean, I guess. You can't get rid of everyone too. You see that on the sub. There's so many different little checks and balances. Yeah. Um Separation of duties, right? You know, and that's that's the thing we're talking about with the safes and all that stuff. And you so can't Cobb, get rid. These people are put in place right. for a reason because I guess you should probably have some differences of opinion. Because if you're just like, oh, hey, let's just launch the nukes, you could easily 
if everybody was of that same mindset, yeah. you could just take over the whole sub and just launch whatever you want, and then it would be just like Phantom. Yeah, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good too because clearly from the scene we saw with Gene Hackman, you don't want like a sexual deviant in charge, someone who's just gonna <laughs> the stick. In the right. extended scene that I saw, was that a deleted scene or was it extended? It was an extended scene. Oh wow! Yeah, it was not deleted. They didn't want to delete that. <laughs> they were forced Tony to cut Scott it. <laughs> told the studio, yeah. "I need this scene." Yeah, it's like, is in there this any movie? way I'm going to keep a PG-13 rating with the scene in it? And they were like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> with a <laughs> with a 60 to 70 year old man, full frontal nudity, in front of a mirror, staring at himself. What's the chances here? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Gene Hackman was not that far away from retiring. At this point, like he was pretty much done with his career. He was amazing he in was this really movie. Really amazing, really, really good. Denzel was also really, really equally good. amazing. Really, really good. Yes, Denzel's always been great. Yeah. So, anyways, this Cobb, is one of his earlier films, though. So, yeah. So Cobb, Cobb is like, you know, you can't do this, and in the end, agrees with uh, Denzel Washington with like, you're out. Like he's going to be taking over as captain because. You well, he agrees can't. that Hackman is out. Right, that's what I yeah. mean. Because Denzel says, I'm relieving you of duty. Yeah, yeah. because you are breaking you know, the rules. Yeah, you're breaking the law, so you are relieved of your duty. And Cobb agrees, and they take him away. And in the end, Denzel's like, thanks, man. You're like, you're the, you're the best. And Cobb's like, fuck you. Like, I didn't do it for you. I did it basically for the United States and the Navy. Like, you can't just break rules. Like, right. that's the whole idea of the Navy. So, like, no, he wasn't allowed to do that. And that's what happened, and I don't agree with you, though. Like, we should be launching. Yeah, and he says, well, thanks anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he knows the, the only way that this ends well, because he's going to have to launch it. He's going to have to launch the nukes at a certain point. You can't not, kind of. But well, but, he's, but he also said that there should be other subs in the area right? I who just will don't... also get the same orders, and if we don't, they don't. And right, Gene Hackman you... says, well, I have to assume that those subs have been taken out. Right, but do you really think if it got down to the last moment within his window that he wouldn't have? I guess he was kind of saying he wouldn't have because of redundancy. He would have said another sub's going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. And I that's another thing have. that yeah, we yeah. talked about before where they explained something. It's redundancy. I know what redundancy is. Yeah. Well, it's because there's another sub in the area. Right. <laughs> and so uh, he knows that the easiest way for all of this to be settled is to get that message. And he goes down and is like, you got to fix. You got to fix this. This yeah. has to be fixed. Uh, this actually might not even be when this happens. They might even get it. Do they get attacked? They almost get attacked immediately, right? When he takes over, almost immediately, yes. the sub appears again. It's like six hundred yes. yards away and throws torpedoes at them. Oh, because I think they go they go up a little. Sorry, bit. fish. He they shoot some fish at them. Shoot fish. Right. Don't don't say torpedoes. Yeah. What are what you are, new to this? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So they guys. shoot some fish at uh, at our beloved uh, USS Alabama. And, Cruising at fifty knots. Yeah. So they're like. Uh, and this is a this is a good way of of kind of introducing like okay, we have Denzel who's not battle tested. Can he handle this? And a bunch of people are like, "Why are we shooting back at them? What are we doing?" Like, we and they do another explanation here, right? Exactly. And they're like, "Come on, guys! Like everyone knows, it's within six hundred yards. We have no time to shoot torpedoes. We gotta get to a we thousand. To How'd you even get on this sub without knowing that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you even get in this movie theater without knowing that? 
and everyone's ashamed as they yeah. watch I'm it. Like, oh, we're all the worst. Oh, Why God. didn't we read a book or something? It's before gonna be this? great. It's gonna be great when there's another movie that does the same thing, where they're like, "Why are we? La- Why are we launching our t- torpedoes?" And we're like, "Come on, guys, this is idiots! Got a thousand yards! Come on, man! <laughs> didn't you watch Crimson Tide before this? Zach didn't. I did not." You're like I, was wondering, I was wondering if he was even yeah, still there. I thought you maybe you were still eating. <laughs> no, I, I, I was a handful of pretzels. Um, yeah, you they didn't made want me. They made me thirsty. So those pre- those pretzels <laughs> were making you thirsty. You got it. You got it. All right. Well, they are a little salty, aren't they? That was that a reference to something? No. I, okay. We were Not talking about Seinfeld, but all right. <laughs> well, um, shoot, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, and so he does this. Uh, they evade the torpedoes, and then they. They, they miss, and they turn around, and they launch their own torpedoes, and they totally blast this. What was the sub? An Akula-class. An Akula-class sub out of the water. But, oh, no, it got one off right at the last moment. A fish. Shot a fish. Yeah. And it really screws them. I mean, basically, it knocks everything out. Their engines stopped. Everything's done. Steve Zahn is like, oh, no, I hope I don't die in like a couple minutes and then mm-hmm. he's like I probably won't what's the chances of that <laughs> I'm Steve Zahn I'm yeah. not gonna die I'm a famous world world famous actor yeah. I'm gonna definitely <laughs> 95. Go, I'm gonna go in this hatch filled with water and I definitely won't die that's what he yes. says and uh, so they're trying to fix everything and they're they're dropping they're basically getting close to um, the crush. whole crush point yep and which we're gonna, is 18 we're, oh it's sorry it's 1,850 feet yeah and we're going to hear I th- I'm gonna guess through our journey of submarine films we're gonna hear that term a lot. Oh, definitely. The Every, crush point. There's never just like, a, hey, you know, we did this sub trip. Everything went perfectly. It would be funny if we're watching like Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou and it's like, oh, no, we're approaching our crush point. We're like, what? <laughs> You're only like 90 feet under. I don't remember this happened. I don't remember them almost sinking in Steve Zizou. But, you know, as predicted, I mean, Denzel Washington's not. He's not an Ed Harris. He's not a David Duchovny. They're not killing Denzel Washington. No. No. Yeah, they start that. They start the... Uh, engine back up, and they are—they're fine. The only people who aren't fine is six people who died. Well, they were locked in the everything. hatch. Yeah, they, which they... again, Phantom references. Remember, you made me seal those people in the hatch. Oh yeah. So you think this may be a—is this a prequel? Oh, it very well could be. It's some kind of time warp sequel. So Ed Harris is fan Viggo theory. Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen is Ed Harris. Oh my gosh! From Phantom. And then but he, he would have to, no, Viggo Mortensen would have to be Denzel. No, sorry. <laughs> Denzel would have to be Ed Harris. No, no, no. We, get, we just. Because remember, not, he ordered the issue to have people sealed. But, you know, maybe it's just a case of one of those classic cases of like boosting your resume. Like, I was totally XL on that ship. When in reality, oh, he was yeah. just the extra. He was just a missile guy. Or and somebody's like, oh, okay, whatever. We don't have background checks. We're in. Yeah, and this other guy Soviet died. Russia. This guy's dead on a submarine. We're in, <laughs> yeah. He's on. Yeah. He ain't doing anything. But the whole time this is going on, Gene Hackman has got um, James, how do you say his, Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. Um, he came into the room. Oh, yeah. Gandolfini is a total dick face. And they are staging an overthrow of Denzel. They're going to mutiny the mutiny it's right here. It's the Kane mutiny all over again yes. up on the ship, up mm-hmm. on the submarine. And they, um, they're is... going to get they're gonna get people. They're going to get people. The most important person is Viggo Mortensen because he's like a friend of – Denzel. Denzel. And he's the guy who has the ability to launch. I think that's the main thing. It's like you can't actually have a mutiny. Unless you have him. Unless you have him. He knows the codes. It's in his brain. You can't blow his 
brains out or anything like that because right. he if you don't have him you can't watch anything but he also so, wanted the two guys who have access to the authentication right. it's basically codes. basically gandolfini's like a dumbo he's like who do we get he's like go get everyone who can launch a missile and gandolfini's <laughs> yeah, like, i need three that's people that's true that'll be persuadable and it's like clearly all gene hackman wants to do is launch a missile like and <laughs> right. you aren't actually important james gandolfini because you can't launch a missile yeah <laughs> you're just you're just a tool to get the three people who can make and help him do that yes yeah and, uh, well, all right, spoiler, eventually... Um, yeah, they take the, back over. Well, the sub is going down, well, they, and they yeah. get the systems back yeah, online. Yeah, obviously. They don't get crushed. No, they do not crush. <laughs> that would have been a really funny end of the movie. That would have been They weird. just go down and bam, just crush. Like, Man, like, what was so good about that? And then it goes into a dream sequence where it gets pulled up from the bottom of the ocean, and oh, everyone's like, fuck Denzel Washington, and, and everyone's cheering or actually, Gene Hackman. <laughs> actually... <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm the best. The, dr- the dream sequence is... Um, it shows Denzel's like resume mm-hmm. on Gene Hackman's nightstand, and then Gene Hackman wakes up and looks at it. He's like, "Well, I'm not going to hire that guy." Oh yeah, so it's, all, it's all a dream. This whole thing's been a dream. <laughs> like, I don't want him. What a terrible dream. I'm not going to hire that guy anymore. <laughs> oh my word! And it leads right into Crimson Tide too, <laughs> where he hires that guy. Yeah, he's forced by his boss. He's like, "I had a dream about this. I don't care about your dreams." Uh, and so. They take back the ship. They get guns. They convince uh, Vigo Mortensen so that he it's can, the right thing to do. Vigo can launch the nuke, yeah. and he has access to all the small arms on the yeah. ship, and so which get, is pretty awesome. Yeah, so they start collecting guns. They got all their people, and Denzel knows something's wrong. Basically, he's like, communications, what's up? And they're like, oh, the mo- like Zimmer's not here, like the, one of the most important people on the ship. It's like, Zimmer's not at the communication hub in the middle of a DEFCON 2? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should go give my keys to the entire submarine to a guy that I... Who checks the sonar. Yeah, a guy who checks the sonar who I talked about Silver Surfer with, and now he loves me, and it's great. We have a That's great literally the only interaction those guys had. Yeah. and then he It says, is, it is, because he's new to the ship. He's never, they've never really right. met before. And so then they get, it gives the keys to him, and and almost right after that, he gets, uh, he gets taken. The mutiny happens, and he gets taken out of command. Yeah, Gene Hackman's back, baby. Crisscross, baby. And he uh, is ready to launch some nukes. He really wants to get it on. He takes out his dick again, which is weird. Yeah, he's, and like, he's driving oh, the yeah. ship with it. Yeah, he's just got his dick out. He's like, "Who's the captain now? You can't tell me I can't have my dick out." And everyone's yeah. like, "That's true. You're the captain." Yeah. And that, also an extended scene. I don't think yeah. that was in the main one. That was yeah. I don't remember it, but I think I think you just told a, me it was like a five minute long scene. right? Yeah, it just had a blurkle. I think in the in your in your version. Of yeah, it. it was like just a foot a, long. Yeah, it was just a black box that they they censored <laughs> out his dick <laughs> in a major motion picture. Oh my word! It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Bold choices by Tony Scott. <laughs> well. Jamie, our local dick expert. It's weird how often it happens in sub movies. You'll see uh, for every movie that we do from now on how often it happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that would be really weird, I was thinking about this during that fight scene with the Silver Surfer type stuff. Yeah. You would really have to get along with everybody on the sub because you're trapped down there for like 70 days. You essentially have no communication. This is giving me an idea. What if there was a serial killer amongst the crew? Oh my word! You're talking for our movie. Is there is there a sub movie where there's a serial killer on a sub, a horror film? Not that I know of, but that could be the very first one we ever make. Mackie's Second Floor Studios presents Ed Harris in. No, Ed Harris is not going to be. On oh this. come on, he could be the serial killer. He could be the first. He's guy too to old die. to be the serial killer. Well, no one would suspect him. That's a good. Like, that's you're the janitor. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Uh, except he'd be like, I'm just a janitor. He'd be like, is that it, Harris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's totally he's got a bigger part. He's barely in this film right now. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be the serial killer. Um, and so uh, getting getting back to the movie. So they're they're trapped uh, in like in jail, basically. And they're getting ready to launch. Like, let's bring us up. Let's get up to launch step. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to launch this nuke and no big deal. And Denzel, because of his foresight, gets freed by the by the sonar guy. Right. Uh, well, he comes in and he punches that dude in the face he, who's fighting before. Sword. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, I hate that guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Fuck he this broke guy. my nose. And then so they get out and they're collecting some arms as well. Mm-hmm. And he calls up his friend Viggo Mortensen and is like, "You got to delay this. Like, you know this is right. You know you were wrong for doing it. I forgive you, but like, you got you got to do what's right here." Oh, because Vigo did go with yeah, the captain. With yeah. And but it was also funny because you know he's he's on the phone. He's pushing his own agenda, Denzel yeah. is, yeah. and he's like, you need to think for yourself. But I'm like, no, Denzel, you just want him to think how you want him to think. So you're saying that Denzel is actually the bad guy in this movie? No, I'm not saying he's the bad guy, but anytime somebody's like, you need to think for yourself, you don't need to listen to them, all they're trying to do is get you to go with them. You know? Because what if Vigo thought about it, he's like, well, yeah, I do want to launch That's, it. That is deep. It is. Wow. I have to reevaluate my life. <laughs> Yeah, might be outside the realm of this podcast. I'm done with that. Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, so they're on their way to take back the, the ship, kind of, and they want to launch. And so they're like, okay, time to launch. And they're all jazzed up. You know, you know, Gene Hackman's, like, hard for launching a nuke. He's, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And he is like, okay, let's do it. And But nothing happens. And he's like, what the fuck? And he goes, like, Beagle Mortensen is, like, refusing to to do the final, like, launch. And everybody in the room is staring at him, like, what are you doing? Launch. Because he has launch, to pull launch, this key. Launch. you got to do that. You know, he's got he's to open the safe, and then he's got to mm-hmm. push a button, basically. And he, he's the only one who knows the code to the safe, so they, they can't do anything. So Hackman goes down, and at that same time, Denzel is heading up to the bridge. And so they kind of, like, pass in space, and Hackman— Oh, because they took those other outfits. Yeah, yeah. Which— wasn't really necessary. Also, would they really have found an outfit for Cobb? I was thinking he'd be in like a real tight outfit. That would have been funny. Like a belly shirt or something? <laughs> yeah, like just like super tight. <laughs> Damn it. Didn't find one that fit me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they, uh, but I don't know why the heck they put those outfits on. Just so they weren't, they weren't so So suspicious? obvious, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But wouldn't they have been like, wait, we're like literally launching nuke. Shouldn't you be at some command? Whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, and there's only like 60, 70 people on the sub. We kind of know everybody. Yeah. Shouldn't you be crying in your bunk or doing something important? It's like the two options when there's nuclear war. That's uh, about it. Yeah. And so instead of being like, boop, 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 I'm just cleaning. I'm a janitor. <laughs> yeah, I'm just walking around. What up? Uh, and Hackman goes down there. He's like, you better do this. And he's like, oh, wait, I can't kill you because- you are the only one who's the code. So he grabs just this guy and is like, I'm going to shoot him. And this is when you know he's like, he kind of realizes he's in the wrong. Heck Everyone kind of. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Because it's like, look at what you're doing. Part of me, though, wanted him to just pull the trigger. He would have. He would have. And and Vigo Mortensen eventually gives in because he doesn't want the guy killed. But I th- you, get a, you get a sense from the incredible acting that Hackman was doing with his mm-hmm. face. That like he also kind of realized, oh, I may have, I may I have, have really, overstepped my bounds I may have here. really crossed the line when I threatened to kill a random person on the ship to force one of my subordinates yeah. to launch a nuclear. He's missile. like the lowest build guy, and I'm gonna shoot him in the head. Yeah, except for I think I think Ryan Philby may have been in that scene, and he's even lower build. He didn't even get the gun shoved in his face. He's like in the background being like, "Come on, guys, we can work this out." <laughs> um, oh my and God. so uh, so they get open the thing, and they're gonna launch the thing, and just at that moment. 
they retake the bridge and Denzel pulls the key out. And so they don't get to lunch. And they go back up and it's basically like an impasse, like a detente. Like, okay, we're not, no one's going to do anything. We got six minutes. Seven. Seven minutes. It was seven. But he said. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you even watch the movie? Uh, I have to admit I did not. I've been making this up on the fly. Was I close? Yeah, you're pretty darn close. Wow. You a big Tony Scott fan? (laughs) So yeah, they got seven minutes and the radio guy is, you know, freaking out. Yeah, he's trying to get the radio fixed. He's feeling like he's, what was he? Oh, Scotty. He's Scotty. He's Star Trek Scotty. That's right. That's that's the bond that Denzel and him had. Yeah. It's like, I'm Scotty, baby. I'm Scotty. And then he, he starts seeing it. He's like, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about fucking horses or something again. Yeah. How many times they have to talk about horses? Well, they talk about the horses that are from Portugal slash Spain. Portugal versus Spain. And um, in the trivia, they make it clear that they well, both hey, are wrong. Hey. Oh, hey. Am I we'll stepping find out about that? No, we'll get to that in a minute. But Hackman says they're from Portugal. Yeah. Denzel says, no, those horses are from Spain. They're Spanish. Horses. But it's also it's also kind of odd because he's like, yeah, these white horses are very trainable. And Denzel says, well, they're actually from Spain and they're black at birth. And then Heckman says, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were black at birth. Yeah, but they're from Portugal. But they're from Portugal. And apparently, well, this is in the all in the trivia. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be basically demonstrating the difference between the two. You have an academic who kind of knows the facts, mm-hmm. and then you have. Hackman, who's kind of flies a little bit more from the gut, from the seat of his pants a little bit. It's like, and the version of the truth is what they believe. So he believes right. it from Portugal. And that so that's is getting right. into some real deep stuff. And that's correct. Generational in his, differences. In his mind, that's correct. And then for Denzel, it's like, well, no, it's just there. there is only one version of the facts, and it's Spanish. And then IMDb goes on to say, like, they're not really Spanish. They're Slovenian, like, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, Denzel was right. They're, they're, they were ordered from Spain by a guy who now breeds them, or they were, they were bred in Slovenia. Like, whatever. They're Spanish. It's fine. So yes. anyways, they're kind of sitting there, and Scotty gets the uh, – uh, everything up and running. They see oh, them. but it is down to like the last 10 I think it's 30 seconds, seconds or something. Something yeah. like that. And they bring up the message and lo and behold, indeed, the message says that they were able to retake the base. Ramchenko's not in power anymore. Nothing's There's been a complete launched. surrender. Everything's done. And so, you know, he basically... You know, essentially, Gene Hackman's like, "Well, oh, fuck me," and he like, right. That's what he thinks. He yeah. like sadly walks down to his bunk. <laughs> That's the end. He of does. That. He's like, yeah. "Well, guess I'm not the captain anymore." This blows, and then <laughs> off he goes. And then they have a post scene with uh, what's his name? An admiral. Yeah, but he's like a famous actor, Ro- Roburn or something. Uh, I don't know. He was in yeah. He's in a bunch of bunch of famous films, but he did a cameo at the end, uncredited. Uh, as is uh, the the guy who is the um, the Navy uh, expert kind of the guy who helped. He's also on that panel, and so they're they're up for like court martial or something, right? And um, uh, they basically say like, oh, in the end, Gene Hackman like testified in your favor, basically right? But they, good. you know, with the way it was filmed, it was leading up to oh, you're not gonna how's this gonna get go right, well yeah. for Denzel and this is this guy is such a dick face. He's probably gonna be like. Yeah, but they say, hey, Ramsey said he will retire early, and he wants you to be the captain at your next earliest convenience. And then they're walking out, and Denzel calls out to Ramsey. says, hey, you know, whatever. They they start a conversation. And Hackman says, I I want to let you know 
I was wrong yeah. about the horses. They're right. actually from Spain. Like, dun, dun, dun. He's not going to admit that, you know, they shouldn't have launched the news. And that's the thing. Like, I think it's it's interesting because I would say it's true. Neither of them are correct or right. I mean, I think morally you can't you could say one is correct. But, like, correct in terms of, like, Navy and protocol and stuff like that. Like Hackman was correct. He could like, – it could have easily turned out not the way that you would maybe want of it, wanted it to be or right. something like that. Like where Remchenko blows Los Angeles to smithereens and this – Ever, all the other ships are sunk and the United States is like devastated. Yeah. Like, that's not a great scenario. No, it's really not. Right. Uh, but, I mean, they didn't know. Denzel did not want to launch until they knew, but I mean, he's of that new school of thought. Gene Hackman's of that old school. I mean, he's, I mean, gosh, been in the Navy for at that age, probably like and then at the, 30, 40 years, something yeah. like that. And then and at the very end, they inform us that that quote they had in the beginning is no longer true. Oh, yes. And that submarine captains are no longer independently able to launch nukes. And it that all comes down from the president. It's all the president now. So that's the nuclear... If, if you ever hear someone say nuclear triad, do you know what nuclear triad is? Tell me. It's like the three ways to launch nukes, right? Like air from like ground missiles mm-hmm. and then from submarines. Like those are the three ways. That's the nuclear Wait, triad. Wait, what? Oh, air and ground from missiles. Drop, you're dropping from a plane, yeah. manned aircraft... You're launching from the ground and you're shooting from submarine. So yeah. That's your nuclear triad. And what they claimed in this, and from IMDb, is IMDb the ultimate authority? I don't know. Like it's, it seems kind of crazy. A nuclear war? Yeah, that they would be yeah. like, we've figured this out. But they, they said like they didn't have the input from the Navy really. Like the Navy was at not, all. They weren't happy with this movie at all. But like they got pretty close to what the actual scenario was. And then apparently, and I, I couldn't find anything to confirm this. They said 1996, a year after this film, it changed. So the nuclear triad wasn't that the president had control over both the the land and the air, but they couldn't guarantee they'd have control over the submarine. Because a submarine might be in diving depths, as we Out saw of in communication. this, and they they would launch independently. They'd have to launch without the president launching. Do you and think Crimson Tide changed the political landscape of nuclear war? I think maybe. And I'm going to go on a limb here, but I think maybe the political landscape changed the political landscape of war. <laughs> that the Cold War ended, <sighs> and maybe Jamie. that had more influence than Crimson Tide. This was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. It's really, really good. And that's you can tell, like, <laughs> by the difference in the seriousness of us discussing Phantom versus this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm actually – what's actually surprising is how much more I talked about Gene Hackman's dick, though. Like, I, like given how silly Phantom was, you'd think I would have just only talked about Ed Harris's dick. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of try to dismiss it. Um, but, just let you know, it go. I'm just going to embrace it now. Sure. You know, sure, sure, sure. I mean, whatever. You're going to embrace Gene Hackman's dick. <laughs> Not myself, okay. not personally, not with a hand or um, any other orifice. Sure, um, but uh, I'll let you. I'll let you talk. Okay, do whatever you want to do. So, um, Zach, yes, you're there. Yeah, it took you guys okay. an hour hour so, to get to the summary of the so, movie. So, what was your? Was that really an hour? Oh yeah, that's a full hour. Oh my god! Oh. We're such idiots. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> it's a great movie, man. It's you gotta really watch good. it. It's really good. Uh, so, do you? What was your favorite part of the middle? Is that- I, oh, you know the I, the first minute that I watched the, the movie birth, was my the birthday favorite. Party? I didn't even get to the birthday party. Oh, just wow. a quote. Just a wow. quote done. You're like, wow, this is going to be phenomenal. I'm shutting it off. This it quote was, will definitely not be not true by the end of this film. I'm yeah, it was it the off. quote, and then kids started fighting, and I never got back to it. Okay. Kyle, what was your favorite part? 
favorite part of this movie? Favorite part. I loved the scene where uh, it's kind of like right before the mutiny. Denzel and Gene Hackman are just staring at each other, screaming because they're both two great actors. They're really good. And that scene was so powerful and just crazy. Yeah, that and was it actually was the awesome. quote. That was the quote that Denzel gave. It's like why he did the film. He wanted to go toe to toe with a master. Yes, and he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, w- I would say I did love all the Quentin Tarantino quotes throughout. I thought oh, it was they're really, so really good. good. There's one. There's just one that very is naturally in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in one of the scenes, I want to say it was Zimmer. He just screamed out, "You don't put a condom on unless you're gonna fuck." Right. I was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, I know Tarantino did. I know Tarantino did Probably, um, yeah. some dialogue, and that is definitely a line from him." Right. Uh, but I will say, just because I have to, is the the score was banging. The score was great. Oh, Hans Zimmer. That music was got me psyched. It ready was ready for the film. It was good. Yeah, so I really like that. And um, um, that was that was even why they had the um, guy in the sub Zimmer. He yeah, was named, named yeah to honor Hans Zimmer. I mean, it was so good. All right, what do we got? So that's pretty much what we got for this guy. So what do you get? What do you get inches wise? So you, Zach's probably gonna give it. What do you got? Like one inch because you got one to one minute of the film. I'd say about. I'd say a half an inch. Yeah, wow. half, half an inch wow. of the film. So. Just just <laughs> enough to taste it, but you know you you couldn't really enjoy it. You got that quote. That quote was worth probably about yeah, half powerful. an inch of a sub. That's very powerful. <laughs> mm, it's like a little. Uh, it's like a it's like a party platter yeah. type thing, you know. And they show up for like a work function. And you're like, oh, I got to take like three or four of these things. You're like, wait, is what is this again? Crimson Tide? <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'll have some more of that. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. Well, see, the thing is, is like we're going out of ten inches of sub. Yeah. We know that theoretically there's that foot long waiting. No, for there's us. a foot long out there. So, but it, it's hard to say. Like, I'm gonna give this a ten, knowing there's the full foot long out there. Mm-hmm. So I got I got to I got to play it. No, I'm going to give it 10. It's 10 inches of sub. Whoa! I don't I don't think yeah. it's that I don't think it's the full it can't be the full foot long yet, right? It it was really good. It's pretty great. I mean, I was I was talking last night with some guys about it and cuz I had to uh, stop in the middle of it to go bowling and I <laughs> I was like I didn't even want to stop. This right. movie is just legitimately good. Like, even, I mean, whatever, you know, we're doing the sub-podcast. Even if you're not looking for a sub-movie, go watch this movie. It is great. If you haven't seen it yet, it's phenomenal. I'd I'd give it a 10 out of 10 inches. Yeah. It's great. And I'd also put jalapenos and banana peppers all over this thing to add up a little bit of spice. Wow. I'd slather it in mustard. You would. Ready to go. <laughs> We know Alex would too. The mustard yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, mustard man totally would. Mustard man's on this. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. You missed <laughs> last week. <laughs> I love the mustard. Jamie, man. Jamie was talking about his favorite sub. He's like, I like chicken parm and I like mustard on it. Oh. Alex said, Well, you're my kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that cracked me up though when I was watching this, Zach, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. Is they were uh, they're driving out towards North Korea and they're like, we're headed towards the Kamchatka Peninsula, and <laughs> I just thought, wait. That's more than just a um, a vodka? crappy brand of vodka <laughs> that I used to pay fifteen dollars for a half gallon for. That you drink in one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, my that. Lord. Yeah, that stuff was just craziness. All right, are we move? Are we moving on? We've got other sections to do. We're already an hour in. So. Yeah, holy cow! I can't believe we're already an hour well, in. Well, you did spend like thirty minutes quieting down some dogs, so. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, you taking that into consideration? No, it's just you just got the regular time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't thirty minutes. It was only yeah, yeah. Whatever. We're at an hour and eleven minutes, so probably. So we're probably at an hour and. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Might be a two-parter. Not a chance. (laughs) Um. So actually, this uh this next little piece started from last week's episode. Uh, we were talking. Yes, the first episode. <laughs> Sorry. People <laughs> might be listening to these a week at a time. Last week we were talking about if there could be subs in the Persian Gulf. Why are there no Persian Gulf sub movies? Some people, I mean, we weren't really sure. We didn't know if it was possible to even get a sub into the Persian Gulf because of the narrow area you have to go into and the shallow depth. Lo and behold, they do have subs in the Persian Gulf. Really? Yes. American subs? Well, I didn't find anything on that. I oh. found Iran has subs in the Persian Gulf, and these are Gadir class. Of course, Iran. Of course, Iran would have them. Well, yeah. The but, point is whether America would have them so that we could get a sub movie. Well, yeah. Are you saying? Well, I, I guess we're not watching like Iranian sub movies or anything like that. And it'd be really weird for there to be a major U.S. <laughs> film about a, a famous Ir- Iranian. Sub. I couldn't even find much on these, but. <laughs> They're the Gadir class submarine. Great. Yeah, they are a midget class submarine, which if you don't know what that is, that is any submarine that is under 150 tons. So, Kyle, is midget the appropriate terminology? Yes, it is. Okay. okay. I know. I, I wasn't sure that was still kosher, but I guess it is. <laughs> for subs. Um, yeah, for subs. Yeah, for subs it's cool. And typically these are operated by a crew of up to uh, – well, it's about two people, can be only two, but up to nine. And uh, you use these small subs, really, for harbor penetration if you're trying to, like, get into... <laughs> Try to get it in, yeah. Yeah, trying to get it in and just wreak havoc, you know? Great. You take the midget sub in. Gene yes. Hackman would have liked that one. He would. <laughs> and, um, these are, uh, they're also used in, like, Navy SEAL-type operation. Not the Gadir class, particularly. They don't, you know, cater to the U.S. Navy SEALs. But you could use another midget-class submarine to deliver frogmen to their near targets to um, start some, you know, get underway on their mission. And they're generally also accompanied by a bigger vessel. Because if you only got, like, two to nine people in a sub, you're not going to have much for, like, living room-wise. You know, you can't stay in that for ten days. You would lose your mind. Great. Yeah. Wow. For, okay. First one of these, though, was introduced in uh, 2007. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they're pretty new. They're pretty new. And they're, and they're running on the diesel electric propulsion. I think a lot of new, I thought, I think a lot of subs are actually. The newer ones, because um, the improvement with lithium ion batteries, I guess, Ooh, you can stay underwater for like 120 hours. Wow. And run almost silently, which is pretty nuts. Wow. The Gadir class is also about 95 foot long. It um, maxes out at 11 knots. Okay. We well, for any of you land people, that's okay. 13 miles per hour. Okay, so. I, and there's 21 This is active. fascinating. It's, there's 21 that are active wow. in the Iranian Navy. And the reason that they had to make these types of subs is because the Persian Gulf is so shallow. Average depth is only about 160 feet. Wow. Max depth, 300 feet. <laughs> Great. No. Subs worldwide. That's fascinating. It is. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe we should move on to that, like Zach Facts. Zach Facts. Zach Facts. Zach Facts are so, are so great. Okay. 
Cue the music. All right. Uh, disclaimer, we do not fact check any of the Zach facts. We take Zach at his word. We believe whatever he tells us to be true. And that's the best way to approach this. So, unfortunately, I missed last week's episode. I had some really good Zach facts. Oh. This week, we've got... You got, you got very bad. You don't have very good ones this week. He, <laughs> got, really, he, was telling me, he was telling me some of them for last week's. They are really good. Oh, man. It's too bad that we're going to tease hear. this. No, you'll hear them. So, we've got the uh, top five Zach facts for Crimson Tide. Okay. A movie that I only watched one minute and 12 seconds of. <laughs> it's all about the birthday so- party. <laughs> <laughs> so sit back and on your way to work enjoy these zach facts number one or number five we'll count down to number one number <laughs> okay, five good. so the movie was released on may 12th 1995 fact it was the number one gift on my birthday list all i wanted to do as a seven-year-old was see this movie wow <laughs> that's a good zach fact the doug fact. take you Back. No, no. <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> Come on, Doug. <laughs> no, it's a shame. It's a shame. I hope one of the other Zach facts is when you finally got to see the movie. Yeah. But. That's going to be in the future, I think. I yeah, know. that'll be future. Oh, oh yeah, he hasn't seen it. Okay. Zach fact number four. Nicholas Cage helped Gene Hackman get over his fear of submarines to prepare for his role through heavy meditation. Fact. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> like I, I said, don't we, believe that. We take him at his word. <laughs> okay. We okay, take never mind. His word. Never mind. For the sake of this podcast, I do believe you. Yeah. And this is also the Fair year fact. Nick Cage made Leaving Las Vegas exactly. and which he won Best Actor for. So it's very believable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he was... Nick Cage was on his A game this year. Yeah. And and Gene Gene Hackman's like, dude, I am so scared. I'm freaking out about getting on this submarine. Do you know what film he was offered before he ended up choosing Leaving Las Vegas? He was offered the co-starring role in Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey. Are you serious? He was, yeah. He said, no, I'm doing Leaving Las Vegas. He wanted to do a smaller film. Thank God. (laughs) I can't. Nick that's Cage. All, all that's right, all I so. can say about that. <laughs> also, another actor in this movie that ties to that. Nick Cage was supposed to be Strider in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that'd be awful. Can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman too. <laughs> oh my word! Wait, the newest one, like Man Superman of Steel. Too? No, it was. Uh, if you can look up pictures on Google, yeah. it, it was like back in the early 2000s before they did that Kevin Spacey Superman movie. What? Yeah, the Kevin. It was supposed thing. to be supposed to be directed by Kevin Smith, and have a fighting um, a big uh, mechanical spider that was supposed to be like part of it. Yeah, you're being for real right now. That's for real. And then that same producer Dude. made Wild Wild West that does have a mechanical spider in it. Oh yeah, yeah. with Will Smith. Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got exact fact number three. What do we got? <laughs> number three, Vigo Mortensen has said that this is what he wants to be remembered for. Fact. Wow. <laughs> He's like a youngster. He doesn't want to, not a history of violence? I feel like that's pretty good. Every, all right. 
everything I've ever seen him in, <laughs> I have enjoyed. Like, I can't think of a bad movie I've seen. Yeah. I mean, he has a bunch of movies you know, that I probably haven't seen, yeah. but everything I've seen has been really good. I just realized I may have taken that Zach fact a little too seriously. <laughs> it's okay. Like, wait, that, what? Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? No. There's Zach History facts. of violence? Come on. There's Zach facts. That's the nice thing about Zach facts is that yeah. anyone can accept them in any way they want. Mm-hmm. All right. Up to your interpretation. So, yeah, they're up to your interpretation. That's what the shirt says. Next, number two. Denzel might have enjoyed this movie more than any other film. Fact. Wow. That's a good fact. That is a good fact. I believe it. <laughs> Do you believe it? What, is he, what else has he done? Do you think there's any other one he did that he would have enjoyed more? <laughs> Not than this. I mean, think about it. Like he said, he wanted to go toe-to-toe with a master. So, like, Unstoppable with Chris Pine. <laughs> well yeah when you think of like like the upper echelon of actors Oscar winners you're like well Gene Hackman Chris and Chris Pine, Pine yeah, yeah that, that should be a thing those are the two that I can yeah. think of off the top of my head yeah those are the first to come to mind yes obviously Chris Pine if I had to choose one it'd be Chris Pine but two Gene yeah. Hackman and Chris Pine well yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay Ed Harris the- is also in History of Violence right <laughs> He's going to be a recurring uh, thing. I, I was going to say, thought, guys, are I we, thought he was Viggo Mortensen. Are we connecting Ed Harris every time? I like it. <laughs> we like probably it. should. Well, there will be some kind of connection. Oh, by the way, did you know that this um, extra in the movie is Ed Harris's niece's best friend? Oh, how cool. <laughs> this is how we bring Geostorm into it, too. Yeah. All right. This is a big one. What do the we got? Number, the number one Zach fact from Zach watching a minute and 12 seconds of this movie is this movie made Steve Zahn's career fact. <laughs> yes. I think that's a, well, it's the beginning. It's certainly the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause he takes, I actually right. don't know how old Steve Zahn could be like 55 years old right now. He actually probably is. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look him up. But I, I mean, he's it. got that scene, you know, where they're trying to when fix was that the thing pipe. Do? That was after right? he's 50. Oh, wow. 1967. Wow. He's from Marshall, Minnesota. How oh, close do wow. you think that is to us? I don't know, because we're not going to reveal where we live ever on this podcast. Yeah, we'll just give you a, um, we don't know I who's think listening. We're at least 1,000 or 2,000 miles away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's a ways off. That All is, right. uh, oh, that's, holy cow, that's almost South Dakota. Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Zach Facts. Jesus, I bet if you drive into that place, they probably have a big like sign that says like "Home of Steve." A Zahn. statue, yeah, dedicated to, and it's just like saving Silverman quotes. Yeah, you don't have to make the <laughs> sound after you push the button. It's a great oh, movie. Yeah, right. Those Zach facts were great. Thank you. I wish you. I wish we got to do them for uh, Phantom. I could do them right now. I got five more. Well, we might want to save them. Oh yeah, we might want to save just because time wise for Phantom Two. I feel like Phantom it's just it's just one of the problems is this movie was so good we wanted to talk about it a lot. Yes, there and was a lot to talk about, about this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Phantom, it's like and then things happened. They got attacked and like fuck it. Yeah, and we moved. And on. I mean, but for the most part, Phantom really ripped this movie off. Yes, and which is why that the director gave a big tribute well, to Tony Scott. There's there's a bunch of scenes. The dinner scene is cor- there's each scene you can kind of take from Phantom. You can yes. correlate back to oh, the definitely. scene that they have. And in instead of this instead movie. of drinking the whole time like they did in Phantom, <laughs> Gene Hackman's just smoking cigars, yeah. which I don't think is 
Probably ideal of, yeah, on a submarine. Yeah, but. Instead of being a – well, I guess both him and David Duchovny because they're kind of the correlating characters, right? Like, Yes, they are. David Duchovny is a giant dick face. And so is Gene Hackman. Great. Perfect corollary. Yeah. Denzel Washington has no flaws because he's amazing and perfect. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ed Harris is literally epileptic, uh, giant, alcoholic, giant mess, you mean, know, like, killed people. Yeah. So, ordered, yeah. Perfect correlation. But he also ordered the seal of the hatch, which Denzel did. Yeah. Which we. Oh, so he's. you're saying that after this, that's what Denzel would become. Is it Harris? Yeah, he's gonna have episodes. There was a Crimson Tide. Have, yeah. yeah or if they, what would they call it? What, is, what comes after Crimson? After that makes no sense. After <coughs> Crimson, what does yeah. that mean? Uh, Another color, Burgundy Tide. Okay. Dark, dark Crimson. I... That that might be perceived incorrectly. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't say that, Zach. <laughs> dark Crimson, <laughs> starring. Denzel Washington. Like, oh, no, 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 oh, no. Now it looks bad. Now, now it sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Do we have any other – what do we have, like, for remaining – we're going to – if we're going to hit this two-hour mark, we <laughs> we are going to be in trouble. We can't have a two-hour podcast. Yeah, we can. Zach, you um, you have some, a news article for news us, don't you? That I, do. I actually have two. Two quick ones. Uh, just so, you know – you know, if you're driving, if you're driving to work and you're listening to this podcast, if you're driving for like an hour and a half to yeah, work, yeah, you know that 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 normal cross country trip, <laughs> right? That normal commute that you make, and you're like, you know what? These guys are some really funny guys, but I want to hear about what's in the news. Well, this is your time. So, number one, have all of you heard about this submarine from Argentina? Oh yeah, definitely. It's real sad. It's almost as sad as the. Tony Scott discussion we spent a lot of time talking <laughs> yeah. about. It is. It's very sad, and it's going to get even more sad. So great. Uh, it's most likely that you know we're, we're, we've all we're all under the assumption that they're dead. Now it comes out that an explosion likely killed the crew of the Argentine submarine. This comes from the defense minister on December fifth, twenty seventeen. I think we're probably going to be having him on the podcast next week right is he our special guest the defense minister of argentina yeah this was this week we're supposed to oh we're supposed to have the secretary of defense but um, he, he canceled mad dog yeah, yeah he, he canceled because he, he couldn't get to the sub because we were submerged yeah Ugh. well if we do it the defense minister is oscar agood yeah um, that's him i've been yeah. texting with him all day he yeah. says he's yes. gonna do it we'll see though. okay well we we hope that maybe the explosion didn't happen but there i'd say they're probably dead. Well, so. it's not good. They called off. It was a at first it was a rescue mission, and then they okay. said after like days, it's no longer a rescue mission. Now it's just a search. It's a We're thing. trying to find it. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys: Will this one day become a movie? Definitely, I think so. Kind of like the the thirty three or whatever, the Chilean mine one. Although that was a happy ending. Um. They don't make a huge number of the terrible endings. There's a, all right. So the Kursk sub incident, um, it was a Russian sub. This was in early 2000s. That's becoming a movie in 2018. Oh. Okay. Great. Oh, Kursk. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think cursed. They cursed. cursed. No. Kursk. Like a ghost sub. I was like, hmm. Well, there's a, there's a movie called Ghost now. Ship. I know. Less it's, interesting. it's the ghost ship with the most ship. That's what it should be called. Yeah. All right, you said you had another article, too? One more? Real quick, uh, let me ask you a question, guys. Today is what? Today is December... Oh, it's Pearl Harbor Day? 7th. Yeah, oh. Pearl Harbor Day. 
You got it, Kyle. So here's a quick history fact. The USS Ward fired the first U.S. shots of World War II at Pearl Harbor. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. What did the USS Ward fire at? Wouldn't it have been a um, like a Japanese bomber? Wrong. Uh, what did they fire at the USS Arizona because it was capsized? They're trying to trying to save it. Maybe they would Wrong. fire at it to no. save it. I don't know. I was trying to think of outside the box. I was yeah. trying to think outside the box. Yeah, hold on. They're sinking. Let's sink them faster. No, we yeah. tip them over. Basically, it's like it's, oh, it's tipping like a over. Oh, concussion blast. And then you it's like flip it, and then you put it back and throw everybody <laughs> on the land. So I'll make. Yeah, I'm sure. Now that sounds that sounds like a great. It's a terrible idea. I, it's a, yeah. It's just awful. Well, All maybe right. you could put it in a movie or something. What would it be called? What the movie? The movie? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so the USS Ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man. USS Ward fired and sunk a Japanese midget submarine. Oh, oh that was trying to sneak. Into the harbor. Because that's what they do. So, that's why that's why when I said harbor penetration, you're like, oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's um that that that's a little bit of a fact for this December 7th, 2017 day. How perfect was that? That was great. I mean, we're talking about the Gadir class midget subs. You just bring <laughs> right? that up. <laughs> so um, you have the most interesting IMDb fix. Yeah. Right? So and and there's and some really good ones for this. My background, I do have. You should really be calling me Doctor Jamie. I have a uh, a doctorate in, <laughs> in bad in bad movies, and um, is, I'm an expert. True. I have been doing watching bad movie every week for seven years, started in 2011, and I'm an expert for over 400 films at this point. Oh. Yeah, it's deep. And uh, so most of my facts. Your wife uh, is strong. Yeah, most of the uh, most of the uh, most of the facts that I'm interested in have to do with that. So, uh, interesting thing is, is that uh, scenes from this, some of the submarine footage from this, was actually reused in a different movie. What? So we're gonna see this portions of this film again. What movie were they reused in? Mentioned before on this podcast, Agent Red, Dolph Lundgren, 2000. Seriously. So the interesting thing about that film also is that they had this director and they were they were filming this Dolph Lundgren submarine film. They got a final product. They sent it to the production company and they looked at it and said, this is in- incomprehensible garbage. We cannot actually release this film. And so they got, brought someone else in who didn't film anything new. All he did was use scenes from other films really? and cobbled together – something to release and apparently it is still incomprehensible so i cannot wait until we're watching that film for this wow you'd be like i know this recap uh we don't know what happened okay moving on and we just keep on going that's great agent red and Dolph lundgren i'm pretty excited for it that's 2000 that sounds pretty great yeah so we'll get to see some scenes from that other than that we talked a lot about the facts that were the most interesting during during the podcast itself the only thing that I think maybe needs some elaboration is just the fact that uh, U.S. U- U.S. Navy was approached to be consultants and things on this film. Right. And they were not happy. Basically, what happened is they did their first scouting in 
uh, I think Louisiana or something. They went on a sub. They met with some people and they set out a uh, what the plot of their movie was, right? And the plot at that point was there's a computer on a sub that goes rogue and is going to launch missiles and everyone on the sub is working to stop the That computer. was the very first plot? Yeah, that was the plot. Okay. And when they came back to start doing their to start the production, it had changed to what we see here with the mutiny and stuff. And the US Navy was like, No, 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 that is offensive and inaccurate. Like we can't The mutiny is. Yeah, we can't do that. Right. Like, everything about this movie now is like inaccurate. They were fine with it being a computer. They tried to explain like that doesn't make sense. Computer can't launch nukes. But like they were like, Whatever, it's just silly. But this is stupid. This is possible. Yeah, so this and, and they that's said, why like, I think they said no, and they were like, no, that's like offensive. Mm-hmm. And apparently, what they were really like angry about was the guy who we see at the end as like a cameo, who was the advisor. He apparently kind of gave them that plot idea at some point once he was oh, advising them. Okay, and so it changed everything. So instead of using the U.S. Navy, who said like, hell no, no way, they had to use the French arm, uh, French Navy, and that's why even in the beginning they oh, talk about yes. being in the French. I'm uh, somewhere destroyer. in the Mediterranean. Right, yeah. So everything was kind of based around using the French. That, that does make more sense. Did you have this one? This one I thought was very interesting. What's that? Because the U.S. Navy was not, you know, didn't want anything to do with this movie. They wouldn't allow filming of submarines and that type of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Tony Scott and a film crew were following the USS Alabama in a helicopter. I was actually confused by that fact because I was like, wait, I thought the U.S. Navy wasn't interested, but they were just following They it were around, following yeah. it, and then the captain from the submarine sent a radio signal that said, stop following us, and they continued to film. But so to get away from them filming, the sub dived in the water. Dove, dived. and um, I don't know what it is. I don't know yeah. which one. And, um, and that is all that they were hoping to capture on film so there we go. Yeah. Good on Tony Scott. Yeah. And actually, uh, I don't know if you have this one also or not, but because Quentin Tarantino did a lot of, you know, the uh, dialogue and stuff sure, sure, on sure, the sure, set. Sure. Yeah, I saw this I saw this fact. And Denzel confronted him about language that Quentin, eh, eh, Quentin Tarantino uses in his films. Right. It was like screaming at him. And Tarantino what kind of was like, ah. What language, though? I'm not gonna say it. Well, I'm so, I'm confused though. I don't know what language. Yeah, it is. racial language. I'm. What is that? What? What? Yeah, it's just offensive. I'm stuff. very confused though. I don't yeah, know what it you're is. You're not. You gotta be more specific. Really. You're not. If you're the doctor of bad movies, you know. Hmm. I'm not sure I understand though. You might be. Maybe just say the word. Nah, no. You I'm can't. Not gonna, oh, no. Mm. Weird. I, can't. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm confused. Yeah. But Denzel confronted him about it. You know, obviously he was not happy about it. And the whole set of this movie was built on a giant um, gimbal kind of, which is like a big stage. Sort of rock back and forth. And this was on the making of the movie. Um, Gene Hackman was talking about how hard it was to walk at times because, you know, the, the whole stage would just be completely tilted and you're having to try to walk uphill because it's made to... And he was like 95 years old. <laughs> yeah, he still is. Uh, it was made to, uh, you know, replicate what it would be like when you're diving or going up in a submarine. I heard he's making a comeback. Hackman? Yeah, he's been retired for so long. Do you know, you know what his last film is? It's like a common trivia thing. Crimson Tide 2? Shit. Who's the director of uh, the, 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 the Life Aquatic? Oh, no. it was So it was not the Wes Anderson. It was not Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Okay. No. So Royal Tenenbaums was second to last. It was ah. uh, Welcome to Mooseport, where he plays. Oh, oh I think I with saw Ray Romano. that. With Ray Romano. That was the last one. And it's always, it's like a big trivia, right? What's the last film that 
Uh, that, Gene Hackman that's what you want to go out on, right? No. So I heard, but I heard rumor around the block was he was going to do another film, but he's been he's been retired for like a, over a decade. I that think. was two thousand four. Yeah, he's been retired for over a decade. Wow. Yeah. All right, we got any more segments, or what do we got? I think that's that it? about it. Really? Whoa! Look at us. Yeah. Two episodes in. Wow. Over an hour and a half. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out whether I like this one more than the first episode because I've listened to the first episode like four times. Yeah. This one, this one <laughs> I feel rare. like we're more passionate about. I think so. We're actually really digging into the movie. It's I don't think, great. you know what? I'm not sure we're as funny. I think I could have used a couple more Gene Hackman dick references. You could have. Yeah. There's, I could have really sprinkled those in. <laughs> yeah. Get well, them in you, there. Did you see that other, did you see the other uh, uh, making of film that they had? Which one? It was uh, 13 Inches of Glory, <laughs> Gene, the Gene Hackman story. It's about the making of the film. Oh, yeah. Yep. And how he really, he, like, was advocating that he wanted to do full frontal nudity. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's like, guys, look, I'm approaching 70. Right. It's about time I do this. And it's what the people want. We give what the people want. Yeah. Look, I, I heard, just, I just I heard they Oscar. sculpted the... <laughs> Go ahead. The submarine. Just the submarine. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say. I know I where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think. Yeah. If you do look at it, and you watch <laughs> the extended unrated cut, yeah. I could see where you get that. A dickish shape. We were, you really should have anticipated that that would be a, a part of our lives with a submarine podcast. It's yeah. already phallic. If you have, Hello. if you listeners are offended. You should have seen it coming. Yeah, deal with it. Just, just write in. Yeah, write in. Yeah. <laughs> so I open this letter from this listener. Yeah, we'll be taking letters to the listener. We got a good PO box. I'm not giving out my home address. Oh come on. Uh, oh, all right. We'll give out Alex's. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's not here to fight it. The mustard man. Yeah. Send letters to the mustard man. <laughs> well, so I think we'd all, two of us who've seen it, highly recommend checking this movie out. Yeah, two big thumbs up. Even if you're not, I mean, it's a sub movie. But even if it wasn't a sub movie, I'd highly recommend yeah, watching it's this. It's great, rewatchable. Like I, I have, I'm, I'm gonna be on an airplane tomorrow. Like I might just bust it out. I still have it on my phone. Just bust it out and watch it. You should. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that good. It's really good. Next and, week, and I don't. Th- I, next I, week I will we're gonna do a bad it. one though. I think so. I think next week is. Down Periscope. Yes, yeah. I was gonna. That was what I was thinking. You're reading my mind. <laughs> oh, Down Periscope. I was gonna argue for that one. Hey, you don't gotta argue very hard. Uh, there we go. Down Periscope. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> yeah, you sound like it. I am. That's the most excited you've been all night. Well, I see. The thing is, is I have a. P- I don't know if I mentioned. I have a PhD in bad movies. Yeah, it's badmovietwins.com. Yeah, but and by the way, <laughs> I want to give you guys a plug. Big shout out to Patrick. Yeah, who is over the lake, as they say. Just kidding. Just across the pond. Yeah. He's in the UK. It's Jamie's twin brother. He put together a bunch of information for us on this movie. Just want to give a big shout out. Thank you very much. Yeah, we use our we use our algorithms we use for our website to kind of just throw it uh, throw some of this information our way. But these are good movies, not bad right. Ones. So some of the information we have is does not really applicable to a film like this. But down Periscope, oh, they're applicable. Don't oh, worry yes. about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Well. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Next episode, the gang will discuss Down Periscope. Kelsey Grammer Stick. Can't wait. Stick. His Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer Stick. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Jamie will be discussing right. for probably about 30, 45 minutes. Right. It is weird when he pulls it out in that movie. Guys, can we get can we, could we try to get Kelsey Grammer on the show? I mean, I it's going to be really them. tight with the you know <laughs> secretary of whatever from yeah. Argentina, and I'm sure the secretary of defense is going to want to reschedule. So, mm, yeah, yeah. But we'll see what we can do. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's dead, right? <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, isn't that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't I just saw him in one of the Transformer films? I don't know if the latest one. I saw him as a bad guy in something. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. I'm actually I made a joke because I literally thought he was dead. Click click so. click click click. Oh no no no! Are you kidding me? His wife's on like one of. The, oh no! I think he just got divorced. He's only sixty two. Sad. But yeah, I think he was. What? He was seen on like one of those housewife shows all the time. What? His wife died. was on one of them. Really? Yeah. What a sweet guy. Yeah. Look at you, Zach, trying to make a dead joke. I did. I did try to make a dead joke. I thought he was dead. I don't know why. By Twitter. So we keep trying to end this podcast, and then we can't because we. We yeah, keep we on keep thinking about Kelsey Grammer. And, yeah. All righty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's call On it. the note that Kelsey Grammer is not dead, informing yes. everyone. <laughs> Fact. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.